Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives, hosted by Rev. Otley Holmes, Senior Pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Mesa, Arizona, where our vision is touching hearts and changing lives by the power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God. Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your host, and I thank God for his mercy and his grace as he enables us to come together once again as we study the Word of God. But as always, let us first begin with a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity to study your Word, Father, that we might have our faith increased, that we might be drawn closer to you, that we might walk further in our righteousness, that we might bring glory unto you. We simply ask that you bless those who are listening in, those who are sick and incarcerated. We ask this all in Jesus' name, for his name's sake, amen. Well, if you've been tuning in, we have been in the epistle of 1 Peter, and we are looking at this first chapter, and we covered about the first uh, four or five verses, and we're going to pick this thing up because we've been talking about the church, and we've been talking about uh, real faith and what it really means to be a member of the body of Christ. And we need to sometimes just take stock of ourselves and see where we really are in our walk with Jesus Christ. Because there's uh, much that's being said about various things that, in my opinion, uh, do not fully line up with the Word of God. But I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm just here to do what the Lord has commanded me to do. So let us look. Uh, let's look at this verse 5 once again. It says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Well, when I uh, looked at this verse and began to study this verse, now I got to say that my notes will be coming from uh, the Preacher's Sermon Outline Bible and also Spiro Zodiophi, excuse me, uh, Greek and Hebrew Key Study Bible. So when we look at this, Zodiophi says that here this this reference here is the way the grammatical structure of this fifth verse is it's an inheritance kept for them uh, and is reserved for us. In other words, it was done in the past and is reserved for the future. And so we have not fully realized the power of this salvation because we have not been fully saved yet. Remember, in the process, I teach it like this. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. But in this process called sanctification, as we're walking through this journey called life, we're being saved. And a time will come when we lay this old clay down, or Jesus comes and we wear that glorified body, then we will be fully saved. So salvation is, is an ongoing process. And what Peter's saying here in this fifth verse is that we are being kept by the power of God. And that word kept there is actually it's a military term, and it, and it represents power and might. Who can overcome God? So we're being kept by the power of God. Through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, there may be times in your life that people mock you, make fun of you for your faith, tease you about going to church on Sundays, <clears throat> but you know, all of that's going to be revealed in the last time. That when we stand and we're standing before our Savior and we know that we have now received the fullness of the promise, 
all those different things that were talked about, all those put downs that we have received, they're not going to mount up to a hill of beans. But let's go on a little further because this now is getting into the depth of what this uh, chapter is somewhat about. And there's three things that I want to point out, especially coming from the, the Preacher Sermon and Outline Bible. It says, verses 6 through 9 start to deal with the trials and tribulations that we go through. Why do we have to go through as Christians those trials and tribulations of life? There's three things. It says, know the fact that life is full of trials and tribulations. Know the purpose for the trials and tribulations. And know how to conquer those trials and tribulations. So let's look at verse 6. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through the manifold temptations. So what, what is Peter trying to say to us during this sixth verse here? That you got to know the fact that life is full of trials and tribulations. There's many temptations that come across our past also. Let, let's look at a few of the things that, that are outlined. Sickness and ridicule, disease, abuse, suffering, loss, sorrows, disappointments, criticism, emptiness, loneliness. And some of the temptations we may find ourselves facing is immorality, greed, selfishness, sorcery, indulgence, hoarding, drunkenness, backbiting, deceit, strife. Envy, drugs, anger, jealousy, gluttony, and uncleanliness. When we look at these things, we know that we all have faced these at some point in our walk with Christ. At some point in our life, these things have come up against us, and they're here for a reason. And we may even question God sometimes. Why does God allow his people to go through trials and tribulations? What is the purpose of these trials and tribulations? Why should we have to endure these things? Why isn't it after the fact that when I received Jesus Christ and you received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, now we become impervious to these things? Well, if God were to do that, would we really know if our faith in him was real? If he made it that easy... And we teach this to our children all the time. We, we tell our kids that things that come very easily to you, you don't really appreciate. And so one of the things that would happen if God would just make our life filled with ease, we would become lackadaisical. We would not appreciate him. We would not really be able to stand up under any kind of pressure because our faith had not been tried. Now, this is sometimes a, an uncomfortable and yet sometimes a difficult topic to even breach, but we must know the fact that if our faith is real in Jesus Christ, we will face these various trials and tribulations that come upon us as we walk through life's journey. There will be times when we are tempted sorely. There are times when you look at, if you ever read uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and these are extra biblical things that have happened throughout and recorded in history, so they're not biblically based, but yet and still these are sometimes the traditions that have been passed down, or legends if you will, or sometimes it's just really the truth, but it's not written and recorded in the word of God. But many a time people have given their lives up rather than denounce their faith in Jesus Christ. I, I don't know, we have not been that sorely tested here in the country in which we live. But there are nations around the world that people still have to hide out because of their fear that they could be put to death because if they say they love the Lord. But yet, I thank God for those people who are strong enough to stand up when their faith is truly tested, live and denounce Christ, die 
and stand on your faith. And many of them choose to die rather than to denounce Christ. Sometimes I almost feel like we're so spoiled in this country because we can almost fully go around and we have our religious freedoms. But there are places around this world that don't have the freedoms that we have. That their lives are virtually put right on the line because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So we wouldn't know if our faith is really real or if it's just some kind of philosophy we have uh, taken into ourselves to help us get through this life. Uh, there was a governor that once said, I won't mention his name, once said that Christianity is nothing but a crutch for the weak-minded. But Christianity is not a philosophy. It's a relationship. And it's a relationship with the true and the living God. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to endure hard times. It doesn't mean that we won't go through trials and tribulations. And the second point is of these trials and tribulations, it brings glory unto God. Because when we are in a situation where we do not have the wherewithal to come out of that situation and God delivers us, God gets the glory. Sometimes God allows us to get into situations that are so deep that we cannot pull ourselves out of. We cannot earn our way out. We cannot buy our way out. We cannot think our way out. But God, in his mercy and his grace, delivers us. And that brings glory unto our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When you have a trouble have trouble where you uh, have a sharp tongue and you can't seemingly control this thing. You can pray to God and God will give you the newness to be able to control that tongue, to give you insight on the damage that your tongue is doing. If you have a problem where you are viewing things that you should not be viewing and you ask God to deliver you from those things, God can change the way you look at things. He can give you the strength and the power to turn away from those things. Whatever we're going through, whatever temptation may have a grip on us, those are the things that should become prayer points and we can take our hearts and our minds and give them to Jesus because really as the body of Christ, Jesus is living his life through us. We need to really understand that. I don't think we fully understand that as children of the Most High, that Jesus is now living his life through us because we are joint heirs with Christ. So we need to understand these things. And I'm looking at the clock on the wall. My time is almost up. But let it be said this, that as we move forward in this text, let us bring glory unto God. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Please tell someone about this program. Tune in again next week as we go further into the word of God. To God be the glory. Take care. God bless and see you again next week. This program has been brought to you by Preston Funeral Home, a name you can trust. Serving the Valley since 1982, Preston Funeral Home is a family-owned and operated business devoted to serving you and yours with the utmost respect and sensitivity. At Preston Funeral Home, you will have the full attention of our courteous staff and Reverend James M. Preston owner. We are members of the Better Business Bureau. Preston Funeral Home can not only help you with your final arrangement needs, but can also help you with pre-planned arrangements and burial insurance. We have the experience and the professional services needed to guide you during your time of grief. Ranging from floral services to transportation services, no matter what area of Phoenix, Arizona you are located in, we are here to assist you and explain and offer comfort. Preston Funeral Home is located at 3800 South Central Avenue in Phoenix, Arizona. Call today at 602-304-0083 and allow Preston Funeral Home to serve you. Preston Funeral Home now serving a second location in the Tucson metro area. 
Preston Funeral Home and Cremation, located at 111 West Grant Road, Tucson, Arizona, 85705 is the zip code. Call them at 520-792-3900. Preston Funeral Home, a name you can trust. For as little as $20 a month, Legal Shield gives you the ability to talk to an experienced attorney without worrying about the high hourly cost. Call your independent Legal Shield associate, Otley Holmes, at 480-695-6436. There's also identity theft protection plans and small business plans also. Once again, contact Otley Holmes, your independent associate for Legal Shield, at 480-695-6436.